Hey! What's up, Improvement Warrior? Jason Young back with you again. Welcome to Improvement Warrior Podcast, episode number six. Let's get this going. Trying to attempt to do this outside, but started raining, thundering, and all that stuff. So, gotta do it where we gotta do it. And so, number six is basically we're going to supplements 101 part. Supplements part one, going over um, different kinds of supplements and why I left the supplement company Isogenics in particular. And I am, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing my Swannies. Um, this was a pair because I lost my raw optics blue blockers uh, down in Florida. So I had to order a, a pair really, really quickly. And Swannies, they only block up to 500 nanometers because I did when I was started recording this. I had my new Midwestern light therapy blue blockers on, which are really dark. And now these are the ones that I actually wear more often than the raw optics going into different stores and grocery stores and shopping because it just seems like they work or they're blocking so much more. But Raw Optics and Midwestern both say they block up to 550 nanometers of light, which includes blue and green spectrums, but Swanee's only goes up to 500. But I could not read my podcast notes um, because it is pretty dark since it is still raining and thundering outside. So check out Midwestern Light Therapy. Uh, let them know I sent you. There's no discount, but Midwestern is about one-fifth the cost of raw optics. So if you're looking to get started with blue blockers, that's a great place to start. I'll put the links in the show notes as well. But again, this is basically supplements 101. This is the first episode going over supplements and this will be the first nutritional podcast I've done. Uh, just strictly dealing with that. But uh, what I've been working on lately, it's July, it is, as we're recording this, it's uh, July 8th, so Sylvester Stallone's birthday was July 6th, he turned 75, I set a new record for treat day calories, I had 12,106 calories on that day, so <laughs> it was a fun day, we, I watched, um, we, I always make my wife watch a new slime movie that she has not seen. And it was one that I actually hadn't seen since it came out in the theaters in 1992. It was Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And I probably will not be watching it again. <laughs> so there's so much better movies of his and that I could be spending time on. But it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I mean, it was still, it's not good. Not a good movie. Um, but I uh, finished Finished some great books here lately. Highly recommend them. Um, Extreme Ownership by uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Just basically going over owning everything in your life and being absolutely extreme about it. And they go into how they applied it to war and then how they applied it into a business situation, which they're now consultants for different businesses and stuff. And I believe I talked about this next one, the David Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me. I finished that for the third time, probably in four months. And basically I'm gonna 
every two books I listen to on Audible, I'm going to go back to Goggins. So I'm almost finished with a Napoleon Hill book right now. Not his Thinking Thinking Grow Rich book, but a different book. And once I finish that one, I'll pick another one, and then I'll go back to Goggins again because I want that. I just feel different when I'm reading his book and his mindset. Just in the way that book goes, it just it just gets inside of you, and that's what you need to be driven forward because. Motivation sucks. Motivation doesn't exist. Uh, I mean, it, it exists, but it will always wane. And when you are feeling good and feeling great and weather's great and everything's going good in your life, motivation can be sky high. And you can do this and do that with ease. But motivation will always wane. So when it's thundering and lightning and when it's 20 degrees out or um, you're having issues with family issues with whatever you're not feeling your best then that's when you've got to search deep to keep you going and keep you consistent because that's what's going to drive you forward so highly recommend checking that out david Gandhi's book you can't hurt me and uh, i started the physical book i'm reading right now is high performance habits by brendan bouchard so so far, really good book on that. Uh, basically, that book is uh, all about how there are certain performance habits that all the successful people have. Um, it doesn't matter about your personality and what you scored on this personality test or that personality test. It's there's six habits. I can't, I don't remember them right off the top of my head, but I will probably do uh, a segment on a podcast in the future about it. It's a great book. Check that one out. And yeah, let's get into this supplements and supplements 101, why I left isogenics. And this certainly isn't a, well, I don't want to say that. It's, it's not going to be a, just a complete bash of isogenics because there are certain good things about them and there's certain bad things about them. And that's going to be the case with any supplement company because supplement companies, obviously, they're in business to make money and make a profit and a lot of companies they will have certain marketing practices that are not kosher and not good and a lot of them have products that they say something is in there they say something will it will do something and it's not completely true isogenics is more I mean, it's quality ingredients and stuff like that, but there's some things that is I don't like, and I need to get that off my chest, and that was why I, I left them. So, um, but starting off, background in supplements. So, as I believe I've mentioned in the first one, basically, I started my journey into health, fitness, nutrition, supplements, in the bodybuilding world and when you enter into the bodybuilding world you are immediately inundated with supplements and when you buy those magazines it's like every other page there's an advertisement for supplements and then even when you're going through the routines it's i take this supplement uh morning then afternoon i take this and then nighttime i take this all this stuff and i just recently watched the uh started watching the first probably 20 minutes of the ryan coleman um, King Coleman or King Ronnie uh, documentary 
And <laughs> the amount of supplements that man takes is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like 20 or 30 twice a day. Um, 20, or 20 or 30 different supplements in the morning, 20 or 30 different supplements in uh, later at night. Just completely ridiculous. Um, but I started, I started lifting weights in 1990. So it was after watching Rocky Five in 1990. It was December 1990, and that's when I started. I went back, watched all the other Rockies, and Rocky Four is still my favorite. The director's cut is coming out, 11, 11, 21. So I will be checking that out. It's going to the movie theaters. So still my favorite movie to this day. Still the greatest um, training montage ever in any movie. Um, but I started working out late 1990 and basically got into supplements in probably in 1994. So 1990, I was in seventh grade. And yeah, so, and haven't really taken any time off. These so are the only things I took off was for injuries. So my back injury took nine months. I had a wrist injury that took the uh, the first wrist took three months, second wrist injury took 15 days, and then probably three or four days was the most I've taken off, but I haven't taken a break off since then, so 30, 31 years going into. But my supplement journey started in 1994, and um, creatine was probably the first one that I started, and I have not been off creatine since. I mean, I've been, there's been periods I've taken a week or two weeks off and I've done two or three weeks a couple times because I wanted to see the effect. And um, it's the reason why I don't get off creatine now. Um, I just continually take it. So I take about five grams every, I take about three to five grams every, or probably three to four to five times a week. Um, I don't do the, I don't recommend the, the, the loading that they say on it, because that's just going to be water weight and it's not needed. So I just, I just completely stay on it. So my strength really goes down if I get all the creatine for two to three weeks. Um, so that is one supplement that is highly researched and very, um, it works in most people. There's certain people, certain contexts that, Certain things are not going to work. Creatine will work for most people. So I, that's one I highly recommend. I have not got off of it, and I will not get off it. So I will stay on that forever. But 1994 is when I started supplementing. And uh, the other ones that I started with was the, the weight gainers. So seventh, eighth grade, I probably weighed 120 pounds. <laughs> um, and then I started the weight gainers probably my sophomore year um it was the the heavyweight heavyweight weight gainer 900 uh, i remember taking gnc's chocolate and it's basically that weight gainer is just complete crap so it's just basically all sugar and then there's some protein in it um just basically getting calories in and then you're trying to Go from there and increase your weight. So I know my 
sophomore to junior year, I went from 147 to 163 pounds using that kind of stuff. Um, but not too, not too impressive of a weight gain. Uh, that came later, which I'll get into. Um, protein bars was one of the main things I used as well. I uh, can't really give you brands and stuff because it was constantly changing. Uh, I know there was a strawberry one uh, that was pretty much my main go-to. Um, I used glutamine, which is a uh, amino acid, and branched-chain amino acids. Those, so those were the, basically the first things that I started with. Creatine, heavy weight gainers, protein bars, uh, fat burners was also one. So I did use the, the hydroxy cut and the Xenadrin. I remember exactly how I felt. So when I took Xenadrin or the hydroxy cut on a leg day and I was doing squats, it felt like my heart was going to bust out of my chest. So I, was, I don't know what was, it was probably a combination of the ephedra and the caffeine, which I believe ephedra is now banned. Uh, and that's one thing with supplements is that they are not, most of, I believe all of them are not FDA approved. So it's basically, it's the supplement maker can do and say whatever they want, um, as far as I know. But, um, yeah, so those were what I started with. And yeah, so we, it's always a, a learning process and I would never go back to um, taking the heavyweight gainer or anything because you can gain weight, you can lose weight with just natural food. So it's very simple. You just got to adjust your lifestyle, adjust your calorie intake and adjust your sun exposure and all that stuff and your light exposure, blue light exposure. But my journey with isogenics started in 2013 and before that I was doing the paleo diet I believe I started 2011 it might have been 2010 so I would have to go back and see my Amazon orders so whenever I ordered the paleo diet by Rob Wolf which at the time was a life-changing book now looking back I realized it was uh, there's a lot of um, half-truths in there, as Dr. Cruz calls them. But half-truth is always a full lie, uh, eventually, because your body will fall apart. And um, so before the paleo diet, I was obviously practicing the, the bodybuilding diet, which is just a, a variation of the standard American diet. So it's high-carb, low-cholesterol, low-fat, and high-protein. So, and yeah, at my biggest, um, during my bodybuilding years, bodybuilding years, I never competed or did anything like that. I was 234 pounds was the biggest that I ever got to. My average weight was probably 220, 222. And body fat, if you asked me back there, I probably, then I probably would have said 15%, but it was probably more like 20 to 25%. I was... Yeah, depressed, pre, pre-diabetic, and yeah, it wasn't good. Leptin resistant, insulin resistant, all that stuff. It took to maintain 220 pounds. It took between 5,500 to 6,500 calories just to maintain that. And I was eating between 350 to 450 grams of protein a week or a day. I'm sorry, and 
per week, I was eating 144 egg whites, lots of tuna, and just anything that was high protein, low fat, or high carb, low fat. So I've learned a lot in my 43 years on this planet in terms of nutrition. And the one thing you do not want to do is trust the any government agency when it comes to your health or food. Okay, so whatever they say, do the opposite. So they're still recommending the the bullshit 10%, uh, eat 10% or less of your calories from saturated fat. Saturated fat is what your is what your brain. It's the fat that's well besides DHA. It's the fat that most of your brain is made out of. Um, so if you're not giving your brain the fuel it needs, then it's going to eventually break down. And that's why neurodegeneration, Alzheimer's, dementia is absolutely skyrocketing. So you combine poor diet, not enough fat, the wrong types of fats, so vegetable oils and that kind of stuff, and then combine that with blue light, the electropollution we have, and basically it's going to skyrocket and speed those diseases up so fast. And that's why diseases of aging, Alzheimer's is actually being, being brought down to, excuse me, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s, okay? So it's pretty soon it's not gonna be a old person disease, which most people thought of it as. So um, let's see here. So I did lots of wrong things on the paleo diet. So I did, yeah, I did too many, I was still doing a lot of treat days. So that was one thing that I, um, or treat meals, but basically if you have a treat meal, it's basically that whole day is gone. <laughs> so, um, but I was basically doing two to three treat meals per week, um, which is basically stupid because the, the gut cells, they turn over every 24 to 48 hours. And if you're having two to three, that's basically you are what you eat. So, um, not getting in the body enough time to get those toxins out and, start moving towards optimal. Uh, always ate out of season, so never, didn't hear, hear of Jack Cruz before 2014, 15, somewhere around there, um, but always ate out of season and always ate too late or too early. Um, so back then I was doing my boot camp classes, waking up at 4.30. Uh, I know the night before I would make a shake and that shake would usually include, um, I still have it on my YouTube channel. I don't know. I need to redo it and go over why it's so incredibly bad. But orange juice was the base. So eight ounces of orange juice. So I put yogurt in there. Uh, I would put two to three servings of oatmeal. And I put bananas in there. Um, protein powder. Uh, back then I was using ProGrade protein. Um, so it basically would be a thousand to 1500 calorie shake and it would be carb, very, very carb heavy. So like, the, I don't want to give a, but you have to give orange juice, bananas, yogurt, and not the, not plain Greek yogurt or full fat Greek yogurt. It was the, um, like strawberry flavored, that kind of stuff. Um, pre-packaged. So like 30 grams of carbohydrates per serving. 
Um, and I would eat that at, like while I was at, while I was driving to boot camp. So somewhere between four forty-five, five o'clock. Okay. Uh, always ate too late, and I did that even when I was on when I first started keto in two thousand fourteen. Um, my last class, I'd usually get home around nine, and then I'd get home, make a meal, eat at nine thirty p.m., which is absolutely disastrous for your your hormones, your sleep, your leptin. You're supposed to four hours is the minimum amount of time you want to spend or four hours is the minimum amount of time before bed you want to finish eating, okay? Um, and that's in order to, for leptin, which is the master hormone to go into the body, go into the brain, go into its receptors, and tell the energy status of the brain. And what leptin wants to sense is that there's no, there's no carbohydrates, there's no, nothing floating around, because your body wants to burn fat. Fat, we, even if you're 10%, Body fat. You always have enough fat to use as energy, and that's what your body wants to to use because it's the the best source. It's the most energy efficient, and yeah. So um, wants to make sure there's no carbs or anything floating around. Glucose wants to make sure your blood sugar is nice and even keel, so that way leptin can do its thing. It can then release, and your body can go into the deep sleep stages. Use the melatonin everything that it does during the sleep, which sleep will be the next episode, episode seven. When I was on paleo, I, I never saw my abs, okay? Um, and when I was doing, um, before paleo, I never actually talked about nutrition. Um, there was a, a program by Dr. Jason Hunter that I used, it was called the metabolism makeover or makeover metabolism, something like that. And I used that and basically it was just a, a variation of the standard American diet. It was not, it was not good. And his program or not, not his program, but Dr. Moore basically had the same philosophy and he was the creator of the, the youth nutrition program for the IYCA. So my youth program, I went through the International Youth Conditioning Association and I wanted to get a youth nutrition specialist certification, but I never actually followed through with it because by then I was I was learning about paleo and all this stuff. I was on the isogenics as well. So I just knew that that stuff was bad. So I never actually got my youth certificate in nutrition. Um, but I never saw my abs, and that was one major problem that I had. So I, I was looking for a way to see them, and that was one of the main reasons I joined Isogenics. Um, and like I said, I never talked about nutrition before, really before um, Isogenics. Uh, I did create the Paleo Challenge, um, but I did that after I joined Isogenics. Because um, when I started Isogenics, it was basically a paleo-isogenics type nutrition plan that I was doing. And let's see here. So I, I joined Isogenics in 2013, and then pretty much right when I got into them, they have their main thing that they want to get people into is their, their cleanse. 
and it's basically a 30 day cleanse. So you typically, you'll do during the course of, it's like 28 days. So four, or, so every week you'll do a cleanse day and then those six other days you'll do a shake day. So a shake day consists of two shakes, usually two snacks, and then one to two meals throughout that day. And the meals can't be more than 600 calories. So I did that and basically I lost, what did I lose? I lost, I lost 3% plus body fat. So I, remember, uh, I went from 15.2% body fat down to 12.1%. So I lost 3.1% body fat. Weight was 190. I went down to 173 pounds and I could see my abs again. I'll post a picture of, I'll, I'll post it up here on the video, but also post it, post it on the show notes. So it'll be improvementwarriorfitness.com slash IWP6 will be the address. Okay. But yeah, I can see my abs and um, it was the first time in a long time. So before I started my bodybuilding, so it was probably 1997. Yeah, 1990, 1997 was the first time, was the last time I could see my abs before that. So 2013, 1997, 16 years, I didn't see my abs and was not happy with my body at all. And yeah, so that's, that's one of the, the good things about Isogenics. I mean, it's, they're not, we'll get into their ingredients here, but I mean, it's better than McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or um, the factory farm chickens or whatever. Okay. And really the cleanse, there's nothing wrong with their ingredients. I'll get a bottle of it, but it's, it's good ingredients that are in that. But the problem is that um, it's a lot of, a lot of fruit and now that I'm doing the circadian nutrition, things are really out of season um, really quickly. Uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but a little bit about Isogenics is they are a network marketing company. And a lot of people have a negative connotation about network marketing. I never had that. Um, and when I did get into it, I believed in network marketing even more um, because it's a very, viable business model and when you find the right product the right company then i mean the sky's the limit and isogenics's compensation plan is like second to none it's one of the best because there's actually there's no limit on what you can make in the company um so network marketing if you don't know basically um they cut out the, the middleman and that's why they can keep their prices so low and they just basically pay people that share the stuff. So their big thing is, uh, they call it basically sharing. So you see a good movie, you'll tell people about it. You go to a good restaurant, you'll tell people about it. You get results on isogenics, you'll tell people about it. Okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of companies are, 
in the supplement industry are network marketing companies. So I don't have a problem with it. I will, I will have a problem with it if it's, if it's bad, if the, if there's bad ingredients or something like that, because I mean, it's, it's super easy to take out a bad ingredient. And that's one of the one things that I was, that that I am and was super pissed about when I found out that it's a bad ingredient, because when I first started in 2013, I didn't know it was a bad ingredient. Their main product is a shake, okay? So this is the shake here. This is the Isoline shake. This is a this is chocolate mint. This is the one we typically went with most of the time. This is the one my daughter loved, but then she eventually stopped drinking shakes completely. I don't know. Um, but they've got other flavors. They've got chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, um, birthday cake. They had seasonal flavors that would come out every once in a while, pumpkin spice and all this stuff, okay? The shakes are delicious, okay? Um, but they do have a lot of sugar in it, so um, the, why am I opening this? So it's, you have 14 servings out of this can, and the serving size is two scoops. You get 240 calories. Out of those scoops, six grams of fat, two saturated, 24 grams of carbohydrates, eight fiber, so it's got 16 net carbs. So that's four tables, four teaspoons of sugar. So remember, any carb, any food that has carbohydrates, if you take the, if it has, for every four grams of carbohydrates, that's one, that's equal to one teaspoon of sugar. Okay, so four, four grams carbohydrates, one teaspoon of sugar. So if it has 40 grams of carbohydrates, that means it has 10 teaspoons of sugar, which I think is like, I think that's like a Coca-Cola, 40 grams or 40, 40, 44 grams of carbohydrates. Okay. And 24 grams of protein. Okay. Now for the ingredients. So the ingredients, you've got the exclusive mild Isoline complex, which is a whey protein concentrate undenatured, milk protein concentrate undenatured, low heat, non-fat, dry milk. Then you have digestion, digestion resistant mal maltodextrin, which is a form of sugar. Then you have sunflower oil powder as the third ingredient. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Fructose. So fructose, remember, it's a natural occurring substance from, you get it from fruits and all that. It's not high fructose corn syrup, which is something that you do want to avoid all the time. Uh, you got cocoa powder, cellulose, xanthan gum, chia seed powder, tapioca, maltodextrin, which is another word for sugar, uh, medium chain triglyceride, oil powder, ionic alfalfa, stem and leaf extract magnesium oxide, which is the worst magnesium. So magnesium oxide is basically, if you're constipated, take magnesium oxide. But otherwise it's not, it's not the type of magnesium that you want to take on a, on a regular basis. So we'll go over that in a little bit. Tricalcium phosphate, potassium citrate, natural flavors, 
Now the thing with that natural flavors is that uh, this is where a company can really put whatever they, they want in there. Um, as long as it is on the FDA grass, G-R-A-S list, that stands for generally, generally regarded as safe. So grass, generally regarded as safe. Um, I know Isogenics did a podcast on their natural flavors because you could put a lot of stuff in there and that's why probably they don't put it on here. Um, but Isogenics used more natural flavors, but you can, you can put some really bad shit in, in that. So just be aware of that with other companies and stuff. Enzyme blend, lactase, lipase, cellulase, invertase, protease, amylase, bromelain, papain, acid stable protease, stevia, leaf extract, vitamin C, magnesium stearate, silicon dioxide, sea salt, molybdenum, yeast, manganese, gluconate, vitamin E, succinate, potassium iodide, niacinamide, zinc oxide, vitamin A, that's beta carotene, vitamin D3, copper gluconate, chromium chloride, sodium selenite, vitamin B5, biotin, vitamin B6, vitamin B2, B1, B12, folic acid, methylfolate. Okay, so those are all the ingredients in the isoline shake. Now let's go back to the one that I really have a problem with. And that is sunflower oil powder. Again, like I said, I, in 2013, I did not know that that was a bad ingredient. Sunflower oil is one of the toxic seed oils. So toxic seed oils, you've got canola, you've got soy bean oil, you've got corn, you've got safflower, and you've got sunflower. Remember, sun or vegetable oils are the absolute worst thing you can consume. Absolute worst. Worse than sugar, worse than wheat, worse than gluten. They are the absolute worst, okay? Because they will eventually permeate your cell membranes if you're consuming them on a regular basis, okay? And they will basically become your cells. And so you are what you eat. So if you eat shit consistently, you will become shit. It is that simple, okay? So it's very, very simple to take that out and switch it. Um, I thought I saw olive oil powder, and this might be an old one, but maybe it's, because I know on their flyer it has olive oil. Let me pull this up here real quick. It's very simple to just switch that out with olive oil or uh, coconut oil or just something that is not toxic. I know on, on their flyer, which I cannot find on my computer, that they had olive oil powder and sunflower oil powder. And their little caption next to it was healthy fats or something to that thing. And that just pissed me off because I know they know what they're putting in their products because they that is their their 
their thing that they try to emphasize is that they put healthy ingredients in their products um, or they put the best, they source the best and then they put the best in. Okay. But obviously supplement companies lie and they lie for a reason. They want you to consume their product. Um, and that's one of the, the things that is the, the big problem with isogenics is they want you to consume their products. Obviously, any supplement company wants you to consume their products, but they want you to consume it more and more and more. So the other big problem I have with isogenics is that they are still teaching the bro science. So the bodybuilding lifestyle, eat multiple times per day. Okay? Eating multiple times per day is absolutely stupid. It destroys your leptin for one. So I talked about leptin before. I'm not sure if I've done it on the podcast, but basically if you're eating multiple meals per day, it's like you're going on a, a road trip from Los Angeles to New York, but you're driving with a broken fuel gauge. So you don't know exactly when you need to fill back up. Okay. So you have to guess. Okay. So when you guess, you don't know how much fuel you actually need and you don't know when you're going to run out again. So you keep having to refuel your fuel tank. Okay. And if you do that, you're basically tricking your body. So remember, leptin is the accountant for the energy status of your body. So again, your body wants to burn fat. Okay? But if you're eating at every three to four hours, your body is not going to be able to tap into those fat stores. Okay? So if you cannot tap into those fuel stores, you're basically fueling yourself for no reason. Because you're supposed to eat when you're hungry. You're not just supposed to eat just to eat. And that's what eating multiple times per day is. It screws up your circadian mechanism. It screws up your circadian clocks. So instead of eating when you're hungry, you now eat at a certain time. Uh, because that's what the trigger is for you. So it's oh, it's 10 a.m., I need my mid-morning snack. Or, oh, it's 2 o'clock, I need my mid-morning snack, and I need a cup of coffee, because that's when I usually have it. Okay? So if you're hungry at those certain times, it's not because you're actually hungry. It's because you have messed up leptin, you're leptin-resistant probably, and your circadian mechanism is broken. Once we fix those things, then things can go back to normal. Or eventually, we can start the process to go back to normal. Because you should never be eating more than three times per day. Okay? Now, I break that rule on treat days, but most other days, it's I eat probably two times per day. Okay? So today, we have swimming, and so I don't make dinner. So I finished all my food by 11.45. Um, so I ate breakfast and dinner and lunch within 30 minutes of each other. 
But um, yeah, you never want to eat more than three times per day. And the thing with isogenics is they are loaded with carbs. Okay, so four teaspoons of sugar, 24 grams of carbs. Um, when I did switch to or find Dr. Jack Cruz again in 2018, I basically had to stop eating uh, isogenics from October through April, okay, because it's not in season, nothing grows, okay. Remember, eat as seasonally as possible and as locally as possible. And during the winter, you're, nothing grows. So you're supposed to eat protein and fat. And uh, I do eat mushrooms. So mushrooms is the one thing that, that can grow year-round pretty much anywhere in the world, including the Arctic. And everybody should be eating mushrooms because the benefit is just too great not to. And I eat onions and seaweed, and the occasional avocado in the winter. But that's it. Everything else is just um, protein, meat, fish, seafood, and uh, fat, good fats. Usually I don't eat, I don't eat too much coconut oil because uh, it's a seasonal, it's a tropical fruit, tropical fat. Um, usually it's butter, it's ghee. Uh, I will have the occasional olive oil. Um, I mean, sometimes I will break the rules just a little bit, but usually in the winter it's butter, ghee, bacon fat, or animal fat, whatever animal we're cooking. 34 day light challenge. Your light environment is more important than the food you eat and the exercise you do. The world needs more light gurus and less food ones. This path requires that you suspend the belief that to get healthy, all you have to do is change your diet and start exercising. This is a half-truth that is missing the other half. The other half is the reason why we are in the middle of multiple disease epidemics. The 34-Day Light Challenge is not a nutrition or exercise challenge. This challenge will teach you all you need to know about the health habits in regards to light, natural, and artificial that will put you on your path to optimal. Mitochondria is our powerhouse of the cell, and if it goes bad, then it doesn't matter what you do in terms of nutrition, exercise, supplements, drugs, doctor visits, yada yada yada. Until you fix the mitochondria, your health will suffer. Think of it as an engine of your car. Do you get more scared when the service engine light comes on? or the low fuel light comes on. You probably have seen the low fuel light many times before. Maybe you are one who actually ran out of gas. But when that engine light comes on, it's a big, uh-oh, what's wrong and how much is this going to cost me? When your engine breaks, the fuel you put in makes no difference at all. The 34-day light challenge is going to help you fix your engine. Register today at improvementwarriorfitness.com slash light challenge. They want you to consume those products. So usually they have the isolate bars as well, which also has a, which is even worse. Um, and the thing is that I think I was so enamored 
with the with Isagenics in, in getting started, and they're the ones who basically let me or helped me find my apps for the first time in 16 years. Okay, but the thing is, it wasn't them necessarily because it was basically just calorie restriction diet, um, which I mean I could do with real food. I just didn't. I was doing things wrong on paleo, overeating, um, because I always thought that I needed um, more food, more protein, more calories in order to keep my size up, because that was one of the big things that um, I always wanted to, to be big and stay big and all that stuff, because I always were, when I was doing my bodybuilding years, it was 2X, 3X shirts. Nothing was tight on me. Nowadays, everything is tight on me. Um, this shirt is a, a medium. Yo. So it's by Sly Stallone. SlyStalloneShop.com. Check it out. Use code Sly for 10% off. <laughs> All right. Um, so the Isoline bars had even worse um, ingredients in them as well. Um, they still had the sunflower oil and I'm actually on Isogenics' page here. I can look them up real Easy here. All right. And they even came out with uh, another type of shake as I was starting to question whether I should be there. It's called the Whole Blend Isoline. They have a bar and a shake. So let's go into the bar and get the ingredients on these. So we're in the Chocolate Peanut Crunch as their bar. So the Chocolate Peanut Crunch is a protein blend, which is whey protein isolate, calcium caseinate, whey protein crisps, whey protein concentrate, rice flour, okay? So rice flour, then you got cane sugar, chocolate coating, which is sugar, cocoa butter, chocolate liquor, whole milk powder, soy lecithin, natural flavor, then you got maltitol, which is a sugar alcohol, then you got peanut butter, which it's not saying it's a natural, peanut butter, so I'm assuming it's like a Jif kind of peanut butter, I don't know. Uh, glycerin, then you got peanut flour, then you got the sunflower oil, then natural flavors. Um, one of the bars I know had carrageenan in it, which is a, which is really bad, I believe it's the chocolate cream crisp. We'll take a look at this one. So uh, this one's got all the same stuff. Chocolate liquor, soda, maltop. This one's got ground almonds, non-fat dry, dry milk. So it wasn't that one. But I know one of them had carrageenan, which is a known carcinogen. On our, on Sly's birthday, the treat day, I took my son for his first ice cream to uh, Johnson's Ice Cream, which is a local family-owned ice cream shop, and looked at the ingredients, and there was carrageenan in it. I mean, ice cream is one of the easiest things to make. There is no reason to add carrageenan into it. Um, so always check the ingredients. Uh, I know the... So there's a cream that I use now that I didn't used to use, and that's Horizon. 
And the food babe, if you're not familiar with her, she basically goes and finds different companies and attacks them for their ingredients and why they're putting this ingredient into that ingredient or, or this ingredient into that food and all that stuff. And she really does a, a great job. Um, she's the reason um, she pointed out to me that Kraft macaroni and cheese has like so many less ingredients in the UK than it does here in the US. And a lot of companies will do that because uh, if you look at Mary Kay, their ingredients overseas, Europe doesn't allow a lot of the, the shit that we allow to be put into makeup products. So ladies, be especially careful with that, with makeup and stuff like that. Okay? And try and find one that does not block UV um, because a lot of them do. And a lot of them are toxic to different things, hormones, um, other things, and it's... It's really bad. It's one of the reasons why women go through early uh, menopause. Okay? Because you're putting all this stuff on your body that doesn't need to be on your body. And of course, never wear sunscreen. Those were my products with the ingredients. And the other big problem that I had was probably early, so I stopped using isogenics probably mid 2020. Um, so probably around June, it's probably been a year now. So probably July or August of 2020. It's July, 2021 now. And one of the big problems I really, really had was um, I posted, so I'm a member of the isogenics business group and a member of the isogenics iso body challenge group. Um, so the Isobody Challenge is their 16-week transformation challenge. And basically, I was, I did, I think, 11 of them. And it, it basically was, basically it's 16 weeks. You order a certain amount of products during those 16 weeks. They give you a $200 coupon for whatever. So it was, I mean, it was basically free stuff. And yeah, I did 11 of those or 11 or 12 of those. And um, yeah, and they have a, a group and it's a very supportive group, um, except they're, they're, basically, they're basically telling each other half truths. And my big issue was I posted a question, the same question twice in both groups and both times it was taken down. And I contacted the, the admins and contacted the uh, people on the website, asking them why. It never got back to me. So that was like, what are they trying to hide? So the question I asked was, do you know how much deuterium is in certain products? And then I listed the products that I was most concerned with. So the Isoline shakes, Isoline bars, Ionic Supreme, uh, the cleanse. So basically the ones that I use the most. Okay. Deuterium, if you're not familiar with deuterium, is heavy, it's basically heavy water, heavy hydrogen, okay? Um, so it, it's basically, Dr. Cruz talks about deuterium and how it's, when we're, when we're young and we're developing, so the first 25 years, deuterium is important. Um, but after that, it's, 
not so important and it's actually very detrimental. Um, you could take a look at any cancer case and deuterium fractionation inside the cells will be higher, a lot higher in cancer patients than normal people. And um, it's one of the, the protocols uh, that Dr. Cruz has for certain conditions, drinking deuterium depleted water, so DDP. Um, but if you're drinking natural spring water, then your, your water is going to be naturally deuterium depleted. Um, certain areas have more deuterium than others. So I know Australia is very, very high in deuterium. And I believe it's because there's a, a donut hole in their ozone layer above them. Um, but yeah, so all I wanted to know was how much deuterium is in the products. And how we, how we naturally deplete deuterium is through cold exposure and sunlight exposure. So, and that's also one of the reasons why you want to eat seasonally and locally as much as possible because fruit is loaded with deuterium. Dry fruit has even more. So you want to pretty much stay away from dry fruit as much as you can. Unless you're in the uh, big time summer months and you're getting uh, plenty of sunlight exposure and especially UV exposure. Yeah, we want to be depleting deuterium as much as possible. So if you're eating that banana or that prune in January in Ohio or Michigan or Pennsylvania or the Northern Hemisphere, and you're not exposing yourself and your skin and your eyes naked as possible to the sun, then that deuterium is going to be a problem. It's going to make you fat as well. So that's one, one thing because it is heavier. Um, it's going to make you heavier. So there's more protons in it than um, regular water. And remember, uh, health and wellness is basically your ratio of electrons to protons. And if the protons get too much, you're going to start gaining weight, you're going to start losing energy, and you're going to start getting certain diseases, which we don't want. So asking that question and it getting taken down, that was like, it was like, what's going on? What's going on? Um, and it was shortly after that that I found out about the sunflower oils because I didn't, I mean, you hear the word sunflower, you, you think it's good. I mean, raw sunflower seeds are good, but it's when you take things down, you process them, turn them into oils, that's when things can be really problematic. When I got into Isogenics, it was my hope was to make it one of my top business income producers. Um, which it did not. It was a basically a side hustle. And yeah, I mean, I would enroll people here and there and make a few extra bucks on the side. And so it was basically, my products were basically free for seven years because um, basically it was getting paid by people using the products and stuff, uh, which is what they want. It's like you share, they share. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, I have no problem with network marketing and once you find a good company, then, then go with it. Uh, I've been talking to some, some network marketers I have a real problem with. So if it's like, if they're just strictly sales, 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 and they're always going, they're not going to be a real person with you. So I'm talking to somebody about a redox 
supplement. So if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen me talking about redox potential and all that stuff. So redox potential inside the cell, one of the most important things for health. Okay, but she's, we've been going back and forth for, I think, five or six messages. All I'm asking is, what is the fucking ingredients? And she will not tell me. She gives me the, the spiel of, this is what you say when they ask this. This is what you say when they ask that. Okay. And five or six messages. What's the ingredients? What are the ingredients names? She will not tell me. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm going to be a real dick to anybody who comes up to me with supplements from now on. Um, Cause basically I will later in the podcast, I'll go over all the supplements that I've gotten off of because I have gotten off of pretty much everything except obviously creatine and uh, a couple others. Okay. But my belief in the product in 2013 was a 10 um, because it, got me to see my abs for the first time in 16 years. But, um, it wasn't really a product. It was basically calorie restriction and yeah. So, um, but I could have done that with keto, which I did find um, the following year. Uh, so I started the ketogenic diet in, on July 6th, Sly's birthday, 2014. That was actually my daughter's actual due date. Um, but she was born July 10th. Uh, so she waited four days. So, which I think is actually better because I think they should have separate days. <laughs> is the ketogenic diet a fad? Well, that depends on who you talk to. For me, it definitely is not. Keto is a lifestyle. It should be incorporated seasonally but not until after you have reversed your leptin and insulin resistance. Which, if you are doing everything right in terms of your light, electropollution, cold exposure, food and exercise, should take no longer than 18 months for any starting weight. My 47-day ketogenic diet challenge will teach you the basics and beyond for getting started and continuing on with the ketogenic and low-carb lifestyle. It comes with an introductory keto webinar, 104-page ebook, recipe book, replacement food guide, dining out guide, energy into my entry into my private Facebook group, and an introductory leptin webinar. Because not all people will be starting with a ketogenic type eating style. Check it out at improvementwarriorfitness.com/keto-challenge. Use discount code podcast for 10% off. I started the keto diet July 6, 2014. And ever since I've been doing some sort of, I've been doing some, some of the protocols ever since then. And I believe it's, it's one of the most important ways to live, especially if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, especially in the winter time. Um, everybody should be doing it. Uh, and if you are overweight or you're leptin resistant, then everybody who is in that state should be as ketogenic as possible because remember, you can't look at food as energy because food is not energy. You need to start looking at food as 
electrons and protons. And when somebody is fat, overweight, somebody's leptin resistant, it means they're losing electrons. And you can say that about any disease. Any disease, you are losing electrons. So you have uh, migraines, you have the beginning stages of dementia, you are losing electrons in your brain somehow. Okay? There's many different ways that you can do it, especially in today's society. You're wearing AirPods five hours a day. You're talking on your phone uh, with your phone up to your head like an idiot. Don't do that. If you know somebody who's doing that, tell him he's a fucking moron because that's just it's ridiculous. It's a microwave device. It's a handheld microwave device. It's more powerful than the computers we had in the 80s and 90s. Okay? There's like five or six antennas in it that are always pinging to the different uh, cell towers and location towers, GPS towers, all that stuff. Okay? But all diseases, fatness, you are losing electrons, electron steel syndrome. But when I started keto, it, it changed the way I ate and approached isogenics. So for the first year, I did the six meals a day because I was on paleo, I was pretty much eating four or five or six meals a day, um, which, was, which was wrong as well. <laughs> um, again, never eat more than three meals per day. And that's when you're first starting your journey into optimal. But eventually you should be to the point where you don't get hungry um, too often, okay? So I only eat usually twice a day. Sometimes just one. Um, okay, so the, the problem with ice drinks, high sugar, okay? Keto, can't have sugar, <laughs> all right? But obviously, Isogenics wants you to eat the sugar, so you, every two to three, four hours, you're gonna get hungry, and you're gonna continue to eat their products, because their products taste good, because they're loaded with sugar, and, um, yeah, and you think they're good for you, so they play mind games on you, and a lot of simple one companies will, um, especially ones that are in the same realm as, Isogenics. So multiple meals per day, focus on weight loss, not focused on health. Okay, so they have got basically four categories weight loss, <clears throat> sports performance, healthy aging, and energy. Okay. So um, what I basically did after that was basically I I switched to um, to eating um, a different way. What I did, I follow a keto, low carb, high fat type diet. My shakes is usually one scoop of isoline and one and a half to one scoops of isopro. Isopro is their whey protein. So all their proteins are grass fed. Um, then I do four, tables, four tablespoons of coconut oil and a third scoop of the greens. I usually only do three to four of these shakes per week. The other times I do bulletproof coffee with four tablespoons of fat with one scoop of isoline or isopro. I'll also use the protein in baking recipes. Just made a keto lemon cheesecake, delicious. My other go-to option with the shakes is my keto ice cream, two tablespoons coconut oil and peanut butter. 
one half scoop isoline or one full scoop isopro, one teaspoon unsweetened cocoa powder, salt, cinnamon, one tablespoon olive oil. My net carbs is usually around 30 to 50 per day. I do a cleanse day every three to five weeks, but do it more keto style now. Um, so I added fat into it. Uh, I created the 47 day keto challenge. We're currently working on a book, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So basically that was what I, I did. So I lowered the, the content of what I was consuming on isoline when I started keto. And um, yeah, I started implementing that into how I was eating. And yeah, because they don't want you just eating three times per day and eating two meals per day or three meals per day. They want you to consume the shakes because uh, that's how they make their money, recording orders and all that stuff. Okay. Um, but when I did start keto, I it was still doing it wrong. It was four to five meals per day. I was still coming home at 9 p.m., 9.30, having that last meal, messing up my leptin, messing up my hormones, messing up my circadian rhythm, biology, all that stuff. Uh, in 2016, I started the fasting, intermittent fasting. That's when I found that. And that's what I highly recommend it. Um, but if you are just starting, the intermittent fast should be nothing more than dinner to breakfast for you. Because um, if you're leptin resistant, the thing that you want to do is you want to see the light. That's what's going to help reset leptin because leptin is driven by the light, which most of our, pretty much all of our hormones is driven by light. And yeah, that's when I started the three meals or less per day. And then obviously two years later, found out or got reintroduced to Dr. Jack Cruz. So I originally found him in I think of 2014 or 15. I read his book, The EpiPaleo Solution. I'll put the link in the show notes. Highly recommend that book. Um, but basically that book is all about reintroducing electrons back into your body. Okay? He doesn't say that in the book, but that's basically what it is. So it's a, a diet to get the most electrons out of your food into your body. As that's what, because in order to get to optimal, you need electrons okay? and you need to collect them. You need to assimilate them and you need to use them properly. Okay. But most people's environment, they're losing electrons. So I'm actually losing electrons because I lost my, um, my grounding bracelet. So I'm not, not grounded inside here, but I ordered a new one and I actually ordered a, a sock, a, um, a grounding or a electron collecting sock. So it's a metallic sock. And basically I got a grounding rod. So I'm going to stick it into the rod and move the, uh, it's got a gator clip with the, I think a copper wire. And you just clip the, the gator clip to the top of the sock. And basically you're grounded all night long. So I can't wait to, it's supposed to get here tomorrow. So I'll give you feedback on that. So hopefully I'll be able to do a couple nights and then I'll do the sleep podcast. I recorded that, see how it goes. Okay. Um, but yeah, in 2014, 2015, I found Jack, I read Jack's book, started doing some of the, 
the protocols in there, but it was just, I was not ready for his information. And that's, it's, that's what happens with a lot of people. Some people are just not ready for the message. Okay. As a fitness professional and nutritional guru, supplement guru, I wasn't ready for his message of no supplements. And, um, uh, I tried the cold. It didn't, wasn't ready for that. Uh, cause my mitochondria at that time sucked. And yeah. And so people aren't willing to, if they're not willing to, to do, then you, you're just wasting your time. You're just, it's just like talking to a brick wall. Um, nobody's going to change. And that's what's going on right now in the world with COVID or uh, shit. Gotta edit that out. But um, don't want to talk about the the c word because it might get edited or it might get censored once again. So gotta talk about that uh, the thing that's going on around the world that's causing the chaos and all that stuff. Um, so mindset is that's why mindset is number two on the thirteen pillars of health webinar. I'll put the link in that as well. Because if somebody's not willing to change their mindset, which I wasn't back then, uh, my dopamine was low as well, which was probably another reason why I was not willing to take him in. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's when you're ready, that's when you change. When you're ready, that's when you change. Okay. But then 2018, I was reintroduced to him. I read the book. Non-Tinfoil Guide to EMF by Nick Pinnall. Okay. And then I saw he did a video interviewing Jack, and that interview just it blew my mind. And ever since then, I've been one of Dr. Cruz's biggest proponents. I call him the, uh, the real-life Yoda. I tell my wife every, uh, there should be a, eventually there will be a statue of Jack in every major city. <laughs> but when I was on Estogenics, I was uh, in 2013 to when I started keto, very hungry all the time because was, I was on carbohydrates pretty much all day long, not very high in fat, and I mean, moderate protein. Okay, So that's a, <laughs> that's a combination for getting uh, hangry, hungry and cranky, or crungry. Exogenics does have, I mean, it has a lot of good, good things about it. Um, and the support is phenomenal. And I mean, you ask a question on there and you'll have a hundred plus people responding and giving you encouragement and all that stuff. They've got the hundred pound club. Um, so people that have lost over a hundred pounds using Isogenics. Um, but again, my problem, my big thing is now it's getting to optimal and improving my mitochondrial health. And I know that isogenics, I know it's loaded with deuterium because it's a lot of this stuff is in a lab. Anything that does that comes from a lab is going to be high in deuterium. It's going to be high in things that our body doesn't understand. Okay. When you eat a piece of fruit, so you eat a strawberry in May in Ohio, when it's in season, it doesn't grow in November. Okay. It doesn't even grow in August. Okay, 
certain foods grow throughout the year and they grow when the light cycle is highest. So basically you're eating that light, you're eating that UV, you're eating that infrared. Okay? And that's what our mitochondria understand. Okay? They understand light. They understand electrons. Okay? So you're eating light, you're eating electrons, you're eating photons. And that's what we have to understand. We have to understand that we're not, we're not eating based on what it says here. 240 calories, all this stuff, low fat, high fat, high cholesterol, low cholesterol. We're not eating that. Cholesterol doesn't matter one itty bitty. Okay. You, I mean, it, it does matter, but um, because you need LDL cholesterol to basically start the process of a whole bunch of different stuff. And vitamin D production is one of those important things. The thing with the 100 pound club is they're focused on weight loss. And like I said, don't focus on weight loss. Stop focusing on weight loss. You got to focus on health because those people that have lost those 100 pounds, they're going to be suffering 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Now, obviously, losing that weight is helpful because if you're 100 pounds overweight, you're in big trouble. You need to get that weight off. Okay. But unfortunately, they've been indoctrinated into a weight loss mentality. Okay. So they burn through their stem cells. So when they need those stem cells later in life, they're not going to have them and they're going to turn into cancer cells. So they're going to turn into something. They're going to turn into organ failure. Okay. Which we can't have. All right. One in three, probably less than one in three people will get diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. That's unacceptable. And it's going to go up. Okay? It's not going to go down because the electropollution that's coming from all around, it's, <laughs> it's causing more and more problems. Okay? So we have to be smart about a lot of things. We have to be smart about our environment. All right? But when you are indoctrinated with a certain mindset around food, around health, it's hard to change. Like, like I said, I wasn't ready for Dr. Cruz's message. Okay. But I got tired of being tired. Right? I always say, I would have told people my health was a 10 back in 2014, 15, 16, 17 on most days. Now looking back, I know it was a six or seven, somewhere in between there. Nowadays, I will never tell somebody my health is a 10 because I don't know what a 10 feels like. I want to continue climbing and trying to get better and better and better, but I don't know where it is. We'll see. When you focus on the, the, the weight loss, the hormones are going to be out of whack. Leptin especially is going to be out of whack. Um, and your sleep, that's the ultimate test. How are you sleeping? Do you wake up and not need coffee? Do you not need an e-shot, which is their healthy version of the five-hour energy drink, which is actually one of the products I still drink. Um, so it's actually a good one. Okay. Uh, so no caffeine. Okay. Do you need caffeine through the day? Um, and if you are drinking coffee, I would recommend, I highly recommend switching back and forth between caffeinated and non-caffeinated coffee coming up to the end of this podcast so other well we got a big long section of going over dr cruz's thing uh, i got dr cruz's section here 
but other supplements on isogenics that and beyond that I was I was taking and have been taking. Uh, I was on the cleanse for life. Actually, let me get the cleanse for life. Here we go. Cleanse for life. This is one of the products that is still good. So, but Dr. Cruz says uh, redox before detox. So I don't know what I was doing to my body because I was my redox potential probably sucked when I started isogenics. But there you go. It's basically a it's proprietary blend. You get 16 servings, 20 calories per, five carbs, four sugar. Uh, proprietary blend, 1,000 milligrams, ionic alfalfa, leaf extract, aloe vera, inner leaf gel powder, bilberry fruit extract, blueberry fruit extract, ashwagandha, root extract, raspberry juice extract, palo de arco, inner bark extract, burdock root extract, fennel seed extract, rhodiola root extract, yellow dock root extract. Um, so I'm not even going to try that word. Something licorice root extract, suma root extract, eleuthero root extract, peppermint leaf extract, turmeric, Root extract, choline, bitartrate, inos, inositol, betaine, HCl, L-methionine, fructose, natural flavors, potassium citrate, purple carrot extract, citric acid, lime juice powder. Okay. So, and this is my last cleanse for life, so I'll finish this up probably by August. I was taking that, I was taking Ionics Supreme, which is like their B vitamin energy boost. Um, that was one I, I took. Again, all the, it has anything that had carbs in it, I was taking it pretty much the last three years, or 2018 to 2020, I was taking it um, probably April or May to October. And then I was stopping it completely. Uh, ice and flush, which is basically if you're constipated, they want you to take the ice and flush, which is the magnesium oxide, um, which is the worst magnesium to take. If you are constipated, which you should not be if you are healthy, then you shouldn't need magnesium oxide. Okay. Magnesium oxide in here, and that magnesium is also what is in their multivitamins which is an issue. And the multivitamin had vitamin D in it. And you don't want to be taking vitamin, uh, supplemental vitamin D, which is one of the other problems I had with this product because there is added vitamin D in here. Remember, supplemented vitamin D is different from sunlight vitamin D because supplemental vitamin D is not sulfated. Okay? The only thing that can sulfate vitamin D is the sun. Okay, but then there's a, there's a step. There's steps before vitamin D is made, um, cholesterol and all that stuff. So check out episode four, which I'll hook up in the thing, which goes over all, over how vitamin D is made. Uh, I was taking Ice of Sleep, which is a, a sleep spray. So taking melatonin, not good. So never take a melatonin supplement because I mean, if your body makes it, you're not designed to take it. 
So melatonin is made, well, it's not made. AM sun helps create tryptophan, which tryptophan goes on to create serotonin. Serotonin goes on to create melatonin. But all that happens with being in the sunlight. So taking a melatonin and an exogenous melatonin supplement is going to hurt your ability to produce the natural kind. And the natural kind is the kind that works the best. And you may get a benefit or two for a certain amount of time, but eventually your body's going to adapt to that. And it needs that natural sunlight. Okay. I was taking product B, which is now isogenesis. So that is their telomere support thing. Um, so all these products I'm, I've, I've gotten off of, um, except they still have cleanse. I, I'll finish that off and be done with it. Um, natural accelerator. So telomeres is basically if they, the shorter they get, the more you age, basically. And natural accelerator, which is kind of like their fat burner. It's a caffeine-free fat burner. I was taking that. I was taking their multivitamin. I got off that. Fish oil. And that was one of the first ones I got off of. And vitamin D. I was taking their vitamin D and then also taking another. I was taking Thorn Research's vitamin K and D liquid. So Isogenics is, is a, a pill form and Thorns is a liquid form. So I haven't done vitamin D since probably early 2019. So and I will never take another vitamin D supplement. Because uh, remember if your body makes it, it's not designed to take it. And so go watch episode four and you will learn why you should never take a vitamin D supplement. Uh, other things I was taking, Amped Nitro, Amped Power. So these were their pre-workouts. Power was the caffeine-free one. Nitro was the non-caffeine one. Uh, made a video about this going over it, but basically if you need to be stimulated in order to work out, then that's an issue. That's an indication your sleep sucks. Okay? You should be ready to go now. Ready to go here. Okay? Maybe all that needs is just a mental change. So put on your favorite song. Put on Rocky, Rambo, something that inspires you. Okay? Something that's going to get you ready for that workout. Amp Knox, which was their... So their amp line is basically the... Uh, performance the athlete side of their company, but Ampnox was their nitric oxide supplement. Nitric oxide, where do you make nitric oxide? UVA light. Get outside. AM, early AM. Don't miss that sunrise though. So uh, I was taking a, the pain cream. Pain cream is, their, their pain cream is the best pain cream I have ever used. So it works magically and it smells good it's got uh, peppermint essential oils in it and whatnot so i haven't had to use it in a while knock on wood but uh it's it's good so if i run out and need it i will go back to them and order it but 
that their pink cream is awesome. Uh, their greens, I was taking that. Um, so it's like basically like a green powder. So you're getting like 20 to 30 vegetables in one scoop. It's not needed. It's not needed. Why is it not needed? Because we don't need vegetables all year long. They also have a fruits. We don't need fruits all year long. It was probably loaded with deuterium. Uh, I stopped it because of the chia seeds in it. So it had chia seed extract or something in it. Chia seeds is a legume which has uh, lectins in it. And the problem with chia seeds is you can't, um, so say like, like a cashew, you can't pressure cook the lectins out or soak them. Because uh, if you soak chia seeds, they basically turn into like mush, if you've ever soaked chia seeds. Uh, the E-Shot, I still take those. I still have about two or three boxes left. So it's a great pick-me-up. It's natural caffeine. I think it's from Herba Mate and green tea extract. Uh, that's one I will still take. I try not to do it in the winter because it is off-season off type of uh, food or drink. I said the lights, that was their, their chocolate. So they say it was a superfood chocolate. They would not say the actual dark, they had a dark chocolate and milk chocolate, milk chocolate with caramel and a dark chocolate with mint. And they wouldn't say what the actual dark chocolate percentage was, but I mean, it was, it was a little square like that and probably had like seven grams of carbs. So, there was sugar added into it. I have since, so I'm using Giardelli 100% now to get my chocolate. Um, Dr. Cruz talks about how in one bar of chocolate, uh, like real chocolate, not like a Snickers bar. Um, so one bar of that, say Giardelli or lint chocolate uh, above, I believe he says 92% is the lowest you can go. It's got more resveratrol than an entire case of red wine. So, and I don't drink, so I don't drink at all. So chocolate is the way I go to get my resveratrol and polyphenols and all that. So I do 100, one square, 100% Giardelli chocolate, and then I'll put um, like 0.25 tablespoons of peanut butter on top of it. Because a lot of people can't do 100% chocolate but it's like a delicious treat with peanut butter and salt. Okay. Um, so all of those supplements I have gotten off of. I am no longer on those. Uh, other ones that I am on or have been on, uh, iodine. I use uh, Jay Lugo's uh, iodine supplement. And uh, I'm not using it now and haven't in a while. Uh, reason being is I eat so much seafood, I don't think I need it, but I will probably get it here later in the fall and winter, mostly more for my uh, son and daughter because uh, their development needs it as well. But they eat seafood probably four or five times a week. Okay. Uh, magnesium was also one that I was on. I'm not on it now. I will probably get back on it in the winter. So a lot of things, things change seasonally for me um, and winter to supplement or winter to summer is very different. 
uh, creatine, always on that, and CBD oil. I don't really notice anything when I take CBD, but they say it's good and I don't want it to go to waste. Um, it's Isogenesis CBD oil, so, and so once I run out, I probably won't get another bottle of anybody's because I don't notice the difference. Some people swear by it, but again, it's just context. It depends on where you are. Um, so I, I'm assuming I read, yeah. So I'm assuming my redox potential is higher than most people's now. Um, so I'm assuming the people that are getting the benefits have low redox. And that's something you have to take into consideration is where is your redox potential? How many electrons do you have? How many are you collecting? How, many, how much sun do you have? What is your vitamin D level? And then what is your blue light exposure? What is your electropollution thing? Because that's what, if somebody is, if somebody's going to benefit from supplements, okay, it's going to be the kind of person that I used to be. So somebody who works out under blue light, somebody who watches TV without blue blockers, somebody who um, talks on their phone with, on their head, somebody who wears sunglasses like I used to, okay, somebody that is just basically a modern human who eventually will suffer from a modern day disease later in life. Okay? And the more circadian mismatches they create in their life, the faster they will bring that disease upon them. Okay? I'm going to skip the meme of the week for me because uh, Jack's thing is it's pretty long here, but it's very interesting. So I, I wanted to find something about supplements, um, but he went... Uh, it was about supplements, but he took it a whole different direction. And basically it was, if you are going to be a modern human and do all that stuff, then supplements will give you a, a boost here and there. Um, but eventually it's going to wear off. Okay. So this wasn't a blog post or a webinar or a Q and A or anything. This was on his forum. Uh, I'll post the link in the show notes. But his forum is a wealth of information. I don't go on his forum anymore because it is a, it's like a rabbit hole. I can get lost in there for days and weeks. There's so much information on there. But check it out. I'll post a link for this, this thread and his forum. Okay, but he says here, uh, SNPs, SNPs, uh, which SNPs are single nucleotide polymorphisms, are a type of polymorphism involved, involving variation of a single base pair. Uh, basically, it's the it's the most common type of genetic variation among people. Okay, so SNPs alter the light frequency that can be trapped by the cell. The cell is a playground for photons. The SNPs are usually ways that the maternal haplotype is optimized to the new environment as the mother is in her pregnancy stage and during pregnancy. There is serious selection ongoing in the maternal germline, as Dr. Wallace points out in this video. 
And I'll post this video soon. He says he's posted this video a thousand times. So Dr. Doug Wallace is the leading researcher on mitochondrial health. Now, how do we track light? Our tissues do. Collagen, water, and proteins. Proteins with aromatic amino acids are really optical tweezers for light. The first picture shows you how skin color and haplotype are linked to solar light. The second pic shows you how the light is captured in proteins with aromatic rings. They capture the UV light 250 to 300 nanometers. Unfortunately, the pictures didn't come through. This post was from 2017. Uh, the picture shows you how the two key neurotransmitters are made in the eye, dopamine and melatonin. Dopamine forms the perfect eye shape to work with visible light, and melatonin is what regenerates all the photoreceptors except Mueller cells in the anterior visual semiconductive pathway. The next stop is the SCN, the suprachiasmatic nucleus, in that pathway. This pathway is controlled by melanopsin and melatonin specifically. Blue light destroys circadian biology and controls. This is what causes leptin resistance. Why? Leptin is the target protein in the hypothalamus of the central retinal pathway, and it is what controls all the other hormones in the pituitary. What does the target human look like? Okay. Uh, note all the hexagonal photon traps. That is how the light is conserved and is used to phonetically signal all the things in the hypothalamus. If leptin does not get into the hypothalamus at night, between 12 and 2 a.m., leptin resistance is the result. Your hormone panels, melatonin, and vitamin D3 are all destroyed. Remember, you want to have four hours before bedtime for your last food. And you don't want to eat during, you want to eat when it's light out. You don't want to eat after dark. Otherwise, you'll destroy your leptin and hormone panel. What do SNPs affect? They affect dopamine, melatonin, and vitamin D3 production as cofactors. This is how light sculpts the molecules to get the proper optical lattice in the retina from light programming of mom's retina and skin to sculpt the germline in her that eventually becomes you. Okay, So if your mom lived a shit life, you will basically be born shitty and with a high haplotype or high heteroplasmy rate. Everything is a light story. How does leptin tie to this hormone story? Leptin melanocortican pathway is the answer in the eye as I laid out again five years ago in CT4 and CT6. So that's cold thermogenesis 4 and cold thermogenesis 6. I will link those up as well because those are um, those are one of his or two of his bigger and more important blogs. Here is why LDL rises as vitamin D3 cannot be made due to a LACL of UVB light. It is also why the pregnenolone steel syndrome exists. Why? LDL cholesterol needs T3, which, becomes, which comes from the anterior pituitary, which is absent in the leptin-resistant state, and vitamin A, broken cycle in the eye from blue light equals pregnenolone, okay? So I'll post that, that meme that I created for that one. Um, but it's pretty important. So LDL needs T3 and vitamin A, and uh, 
basically those go on to create every other hormone in your body. Uh, this is the base chemical for the rest of the steroid hormones. Okay. Why is LDL always high in modern humans? They are all blue light toxic and they do not get enough sunlight with UV and IR light to make these conversions. Now look at the connection loops in the brain. You'll notice something very interesting. The pineal loop goes into the cervical cord where the super cervical ganglion is. This monitors the RBC's mass and the amount of light held in porphyrins and in the blood plasma. This is what activates the balance of the ANS arms, the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic nervous system. The outflows of both systems are vagus nerve versus the PVN, the paraventricular nucleus, in the brainstem by the hypothalamus. The input to the system is dominated by the central retinal pathways over the skin, gut, and lungs. The eye is the fastest way to change the tone in the system. Okay? That is why sunglasses, eyeglasses, and contacts are very bad. What are the consequences of the above picture? Here you go. The key to the coupled feedback loop that is controlled by the SCN, suprachiasmatic nucleus. Uh, which is the master circadian oscillator. Implication for a shit haplotype or bad SNPs, add light back to the blood to affect the slide below. Unfortunately, none of these pictures showed up. Where do all modern diseases come from based upon this story? In today's light, the same as yesterday's. Is sunlight the same as man's light? Nope. The key, the key to the puzzle right here, melatonin controls the regeneration of all photoreceptors. Think melanopsin. Melanopsin is our blue light receptor. Blue light chronically destroys melanopsin. And this lowers melatonin and ruins sleep eventually. It causes cognitive haze, low dopamine, and it ruins the way the brain works. AD, PD, so Alzheimer's disease. Uh, PD is... Michael J. Fox disease, Parkinson's disease, and many others, as heteroplasmy rates increase. The RPE is where the melatonin is made. The RPE is loaded with melanin that absorbs what best? UV light. What in the retina absorbs red light best? Cytochrome 4 of every mitochondria. RBCs in the retinal vessels and blood plasma made 93% from water, the perfect red light chromophore. When you subtract UV and IR light, you get leptin resistance fast. And you get modern mitochondrial disease because melatonin levels crash. This is the hormone that controls your percent heteroplasmy in every mitochondria in your cells all over your body. 100 trillion mitochondria are controlled in this way using light. The eye camera uses 380 to 700 nanometers of light to see. The clock, the circadian clock, uses 250 to 380 nanometers and 601 to 1400, in, 1400 nanometers, which is red. The first one is UV, the second one is U, uh, red light. Those are the two frequencies the human retina is blind to on purpose, which is the quantum Zeno effect. Now, what is modern light built upon? It subtracts UV and IR light to save energy. This decentralizes the entire central retinal pathways of, of energies. Modern lighting brings man from outside in the sun to indoors and forces him to live a life 90% indoors under an alien sun. 
This is what's killing your haplotypes and SNPs and gear lines to give kids mitochondrial diseases as soon as they emerge from a vagina or a gut. And if they come by way of C-section, it steepens the risk of, for the kid unless the parent gets that kid under the solar exposure between the 20s inside the tropics to reset the damage to the system. This is the light given man itself. Now, how is the input, how, now how is the input designed to work? There is the complete story of how SNPs really do matter when you get sunlight. They do matter when you live as they do matter when you live as an obedient idiot under man-made light. And no supplements cannot fix this. Sunlight is the only supplement that can. Biophysics 101. Where does red light fit in? IRA light activates water. The space between the photoreceptors and the retinal vessels is the largest distance in the human body. What bridges the gap? Water in blood plasma. IR light, IRA light increased transportation velocity in this space from RBCs to the photoreceptors. 42% of sunlight is IRA light. IRA has been subtracted from all man-made light to save energy. It saves you a few bucks and costs you a fortune in medical bills. How is that for a pound foolish and penny wise? Putting it all together. On the left, you see where circadian destruction links to the vitamin A cycle. Blue light destroys vitamin A and DHA in the eye. The retina has more DHA than any other part of the brain by design. Why? It has to run the SEN faster than all the body clocks to work properly. This is controlled by something called the Pockles effect I covered in a webinar. The short loop in the eye is designed to conserve DHA. Blue light destroys it. What else? When the short loop is broken, evolution gave us back up, gave us a backup to recover DHA, which is the long loop. One problem when the liver and gut are left in resistance due to bad melatonin, vitamin D3 coupling, it won't work. So you have not enough DHA and this ruins the electrical redox in the central retinal pathways and causes a blown out in the whole system. This is what leptin resistance is all about. Okay? And I talk about the Bazan short loop and long loop in episode four as well. Vitamin A is a yellow pigment in the retina. What is the complementary color of yellow? Blue. Blue destroys the vitamin recycling and this causes massive circadian disruptions over time. As both of these things go on long enough, the choroid plexus in your eye thickens and you begin to get mitochondrial diseases in tissues where melatonin and vitamin D3 coupling is destroyed because it controls the distances between the respiratory proteins and tunneling speeds of electrons for ECT, which is electron chain transport. Anytime the speed slows, you get ill in that organ due to energy failure. What is the first thing we see in childhood obesity before a child gets bigger? A thickening choroid in the eye. What does this mean? Anything that loses energy gets larger by thermodynamic laws. The eye is losing solar power in the red and UV range. UV light makes melatonin and dopamine and red light bridges the gap between the blood vessels in the retina and photoreceptors. When it happens and affects the leptin receptor distantly in the hypothalamus to cause leptin resistance and the kid gets fat. 
When it is present in the eye alone, you get myopia, which is nearsightedness. Can you get both or any combo? Yep. Look at the highlighted area. Any questions? Get some sun. Make like the finks. Every morning, look to the east and ground. When somebody asks you why, show them this thread and watch their head explode. The quilt has a lot of amazing links to light water magnetism. And your job is to connect those dots and build a fire around, of, around your life. So we are clear. When you add in red, UVA, UVB in a solar day, the key to understanding obesity is that the Cox cytochrome is inhibited by nitric oxide. This means electron transport, train, transport from food electrons is slowed, but ATP is still being made by the 42% of IRA in the sun. This is how your connection with the sun makes you thin. You don't need food as much, which leads to the final picture. This picture is meant to be literally true and figurative impact. It is the key to understanding mitochondria. Unfortunately, that picture didn't show up. Okay, so that's it. So that is a lot to take in. I would recommend listening to that part uh, two or three, four times or more. And I'll post the link to that as well. But that basically explains so much and why we don't need supplements if we are connected to nature, we are grounded and we are collecting electrons, which I am going to go outside and do for a little bit here before we have to go swimming. So let me know if you have any questions and whatnot, but of course, supplements are not something that we need unless we live a modern day life and you will we will, we will trick our brain into thinking it because we are living that modern man life because our melatonin is destroyed, our vitamin D levels are low, our dopamine is low, and we can't use our brain to its full capacity. Okay? So, and when we can't use the brain to the full capacity, it's, it's basically a disease. It will cause all types, it will cause all types of other diseases and lead to a life we don't want to live. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening to the Improvement Warrior podcast. This is episode number six in the books. I'll talk to you later. I'll see you on episode seven. Till then, have a We are always looking for ratings for the podcast. It helps my podcast be found by others looking to improve their life and health, as well as it helps us get ranked higher. So please help us out so that I may continue bringing this life-changing podcast to you and others around the world. Just go to the leave a review section of your favorite podcast listening app and let us know what you think. Five stars is preferred, but please be honest. Thank you in advance. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content creation ventures, please visit me on Patreon to become a patron of the Improvement Warrior podcast. The podcast may be free for you, but it definitely is not free for me. So even if it is just a $1 pledge, a $3, or $50, I would greatly appreciate it. Plus, my patrons are going to have say in upcoming episodes, upcoming topics, 
first dibs on future Q&A podcasts, what future guests to have on, as well as some other Patreon-only type stuff. Just search on Patreon for Improvement Warrior. It will also be listed in the show notes, and you can become a donor to the show, or you can check out the other services that I have there on as well. Thank you in advance.